0: Hello, and thanks for joining us. I'm James Feller, Communications Manager at Guernsey Finance. And today I'm speaking to Dr. Andy Sloan, Deputy Chief Executive Strategy at Guernsey Finance and the Chair of the Industry Steering Group, Guernsey Green Finance, on this introductory podcast for Guernsey's Sustainable Finance Group. For more than 50 years, Guernsey has been a global finance centre providing specialist services for a sophisticated client base across the world, and has really taken a stake in green and sustainable finance over the past two years. Over the course of Sustainable Finance Week, Andy will be speaking to a number of leading figures in this world. But today, he's the one facing the questions as we explore Guernsey's credentials in sustainable finance and get an insight into what's in store for the event. So, Andy, Guernsey's a long-established global specialist finance centre. So how did it
1: come to get involved with green finance? Well, Jim, um, you know, the green and sustainable finance is, is a real opportunity for financial services to be a force for global good. And um, for us we see it as finance with a purpose, uh, building together a sustainable economy with a you know a plan for ethical investing. and and this thinking really you know derives from a strategic review we took we, that took place on the island uh, several years ago. You know if you go back to the days of uh, COP21 and TCFD, the development of it, um, I at the time actually was was a director of the GFSC, you know and as a regulator had an early insight into the way, um, the, the the climate finance agenda was going, um, but we took that. We were undertaking a strategic review, and we were looking at how we could pivot the island's financial services and to be aligned with global good in the world to support ethical investing, to support responsible investment, and to support a better uh, future uh, for our children and grandchildren. And we landed on green, you, know, uh, you know, strategic action on green finance as a central thrust of that. It was it clearly. Uh, it's a central tenet of the island's uh, development strategy. Um, it has support from the chief minister, the deputy chief minister down. It uh, has support of the uh, the GFSC and other stakeholders, the Guernsey International Business Association, GAT, and GIFA, the funds and the trustee associations. And, um, I mean, broadly put, it's, it's something that it, we, we've been looking to develop into uh, the fact that the, the dna of our financial services sector over the last four or five years
0: okay so how have you gone
1: a, about this well i said we, we ultimately we, we you know, it's one of those sort of um stories we were sat around chewing the code what is it we're going to do uh, going forward you know bright idea the light bulb moment uh, sustainable finance that seems to be uh, something that's a jolly good thing to do well how do you go about that well it was a a, a typical process of assessing um uh, the, the opportunities and, and what role we could play in helping um, uh, the cause of climate change mitigation, what role, what contribution uh, could we make? I'm an academic, you know, back in the day, and so that, that thought process, that concept of contribution, the thing that we can provide the world. And, uh, you know, very simple souls in Queensland, you know, we, we, could, we felt very much that our ability with, the, um, uh, with all of the policy levers uh, within our gift, you know, as people would probably appreciate, uh, we have autonomy in our in our tax and our regulatory affairs, uh, legal affairs and such. So we can, you know, ability to create financial services product that could support climate change, the goals of climate change mitigation. So for us, our first foray was the development of, uh, finan- of, of green and sustainable uh, financial services products. And that, you know, to, to, to support basically what was an, an ambition we decided to be at the forefront of the development of green finance. And so we set out a goal to, to be at that, you know, at the leading edge of the development of green finance. And we uh, subsequently developed a five-strand strategy led by product development uh, and creating product that would, um, you know, fulfill a need. I mean, i go back to the days when, We were talking about this, uh, you know, what what we could do, the strategy. As I said earlier, we were as the regulator at the time, and having the conversations with other regulators in the UK, and sort of like we'll envisage a world where you know portfolios will lead to churn. You will ultimately end up with a uh, a portfolio of assets in 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 one's. uh, you know, holding up assets, it will have a requirement for a green, uh, a green rating. And this is we're talking four or five years ago. You know, and actually, you know, it's sort of pretty much uh, how it's reflected today. And we thought, well, what could we do as a, as a jurisdiction? We could move upstream, develop financial services products to meet that future demand uh, in terms of recognizing that there will be a need for verifiable, certifiable, trusted, transparent product vehicles that do what they say on the tin, that actually provide the green product that um, financial services institution and private investors are looking for. And we as a jurisdiction could apply the gifts that we have got, the, you know, the ability to, to leverage our uh, autonomy and in, interaction, our autonomy and regulation to develop that financial services product to meet that need. And that was at the central plank of the strategy. But what we also set out to do at the same time was to um, you know, follow other, other strands of, uh, of, a, of a, well, what is a, a fairly uh, textbook strategy. It was in terms of international engagement and working with others uh, to learn and develop uh, a knowledge share, to set out a platform of advocacy, to uh, try and encourage and develop uh, an ecosystem and champions of sustainable finance, both here and in and in, in other jurisdictions, and that's and that's and that's worked and has been very successful to an extent. We have as a jurisdiction. Um, we joined in very early on the United Nations FC4s. We were very fortunate to be close uh, with the UK Green Finance Institute. And So Roger and others uh, opened doors and introduced us to the the international global green family, as it were, uh, and we were able to, to 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 be able to join that network. That are uh, regulated the the Financial Services Commission. Um, joined very early on the Sustainable Insurance Forum, another UN initiative, and we are um, well, the only small, uh, you know, small financial uh, global financial centre, especially centre that's a member of the network for greening the financial system. So, as a, you know, th- and that sort of engagement and in international uh, advocacy uh, work just reflects the, the, the you know, the um, the depth of the commitment of the jurisdiction to this cause.
0: Okay, so, so Guernsey's positioned itself on the international stage when you talked about product. Uh, so if your first move in this market was to launch the world's first regulated green fund, the Guernsey Green Fund. How's that
1: gone? It's been a very successful approach, Jim. Um, what we have is seven Guernsey Green Funds within the regulated uh, regime. Uh, it represents just over 1.5% of, of AUM in, in Guernsey within a regulated green I- environment. Um, we're talking about four and a half five billion of uh, dollars of aUM in a regulated fund you know, uh, uh, regime which compares very well with the eleven billion i think that the the, the uk claim for the for, for the for the listings of the infrastructure uh, world um, and seventy five percent of assets um, uh, in Guernsey that are you know are, are administered sponsored or managed by firms according to pri so not having a very successful product regime, but also in terms of a community committed uh, and adopting and aligning itself uh, with, with this movement, uh, we've been very successful in a short space of time. We're very fortunate to with, uh, with our, having our own international stock exchange um, ties, and it's got its own uh, green segment on the exchange. And so much so that the, the development and, and the, the approach of creating this verifiable, Framework that people can have reliance and have confidence in, and we've been approached by uh, by many others in terms of can we transpose that arrangement and move into other areas, and indeed that's what we've been looking to do. We've been having discussions with Gear, that's the Guernsey International Insurance Association, and we're looking at developing a green uh, ILS framework, an, an, an insurance framework, and also in terms of structured notes and private debt, we've we have actually been. In conversation with various banks, are looking at generating a green kite mark there, but very much so. And to central to the Sustainable Finance Week, we're looking at developing what's going to be key to us: a a private capital framework. If we look at where we were last year, um, we started off in the regulated, in the f- funds regime. That's very interesting. We've got a very, uh, we've got a sterling and a stellar reputation for developing robust, reliable. Uh, financial services product there but what we're looking to do is transpose that across into the private capital the private markets um into the unregulated space where you know the eu taxonomy from uh you know from from from, you know the ESMA regulatory technical standards are of interest but not of direct relevance to what is well you know when i talk about private capital i mean the private private capital so when mark Curley talks about private capital he's talking about money that isn't public money. When we're talking about private capital, we're genuinely meaning money from, uh, you know, from, from family offices, from uh, large individuals, from uh, you know, uh, very much the, 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 the pure private sphere. Hmm.
0: So Guernsey Finance published a report last year on how sustainability was being viewed by the family office sector globally. Were you surprised at the results that came out of that?
1: Yes, and yes, and no. And, and quite frankly, I mean, one of the interesting takeaways from that was that um, 51% of uh, family offices were, were looking to you know, invest more in this asset class. And quite frankly, last year was what? The year of, the year of Greta, the year of David Attenborough. Um, uh, you know, all sorts of things happened last year in Extinction Rebellion. And um, I used to act lyrically, as you know, Jim, on the stage talking about. Um, uh, talking about the, the dinosaurs being, you know, being on this planet for a couple of hundred million years, an extinction event when we've been here only 20,000 years, uh, 20, years of human race. But all of that, all that told, we we're effectively saying only 51% of people are interested in increasing their uh, exposures. That's it, class. We we're like, well, hold on. What's what's going on here? You know, we were used to hearing reports about it. It is just a nudge away from unlocking this huge amount of private capital, the generation intergenerational cas- cascade of the ownership of private wealth from the patriarchs and the matriarchs down to the you know the gen- cascading down the generations, and, and just waiting for that tipping point for it to be completely unlocked and unleashed. Because fifty-one percent was a, is a very good figure, but it does mean that forty-nine percent of those owners of private wealth. Weren't, and I think that there is. It, it's a good reality check in terms of the um, the actuality. Is you have the propaganda, you have the you know the people drinking the Kool Aid on, on the march. Um, but then at the end of the day, one has to remember, and this is particularly pertinent going you know going forward um, in sort of May 20, 2020, Is that fundamentally, the end of private capital wealth um, preservation and capital accumulation is still a key and number one priority. And it goes back to the fact that the days of, um, you know, I remember Sir Roger sort of, you know, we we're, were first talking about this, uh, you know, making the point that this was about generating returns and doing good. And if you remember, Helen May at Funds Forum last uh, last May was was talking about that fact that back in the day, people were considering green finance to be higher risk. Uh, and But now actually are appreciating that it's the returns came with it uh, and they weren't having to um, sort of, you know, di- to explain away the fact that actually this was a returns generating um, investment play. But ultimately, at the end of the day, we're talking about private capital. The, and yes, we are talking, I suppose, in a post-COVID-19 world where people's views and their perspectives on the world are going to be different. We've gone through what has got to be, you know seminal times. Um, we have gone through, you know, um, world, you know, a global order-changing events, um, and yet we don't know where um, you know, where the dust will settle and what the world will be looking like. But ultimately, at the end of the day, you're still looking, when you're looking at private cattle. people will still need a return. And that's what the research said to us, you know, last September October when we published it on Family Offices. And it was great to have Stephen Lansdale, you know, the, the fact that we had um, people around the table who are you know owners of private wealth and have been committed to this, this um, you know this agenda for you know, it's not not for the last, you know, not for the last five minutes. It, it's very much a you know, commitment. to Sustainability It's not just for Christmas sort of thing. You know to be to be a bit, bit flippant about it, but it was it was really great when we looked around on the island and appreciated we've got many many owners of private wealth, many many people in family offices committed to this agenda, um, and it was something that we as a jurisdiction could share. And also, you know, you know, with the conversations that we had, is appreciating that if another one of those contributions that we could make is basically providing a framework to unlock that private capital um, and you know, figure out a way to um, to to make it easier for this particular uh, area of the investing um, sort of uh, environment to, um, you know, to 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 achieve that um, to, to invest in this area. Okay, so private capital is a,
0: is a focus of Sustainable Sustainable Finance Week. Why do you want to run an event uh, in Guernsey to look at this issue?
1: Well, I mean, very much for the for the reasons we talked. I mean, it is it's our heritage. It's our it's our core strengths, It's our you know it's our area of expertise. Jim. Uh, if you look at it, we're Europe's largest. Uh, we were Europe's number one specialist servicing of, of private equity. We have a very significant private wealth. Um, uh, servicing offer on the island. You are talking hundreds of billions of assets are administered through Guernsey. Our economic role as a jurisdiction has always been to funnel capital into the UK and that's done broadly by providing the environment for private equity, private capital and uh, and private wealth to be um, harnessed um, and, and leveraged in, in an efficient manner. And that, and that you know, that uh that economic role, that rationale, that ability to you know to do that job, that ability to root capital to, to real investment, um, is as relevant in the green and sustainable space as it is in traditional, you know, in traditional areas. So why well, why do we want to do this? It's because I believe that we have that expertise across the piece. It's one of those Venn diagram type approaches. You know, we're big in private wealth and um, we're big in private equity and private capital. Uh, and we're big in sustainable finance, and we bring those together. We've got international expertise. Uh, we've got people on the island. We've got representatives of banks and, and managers from you know the, the four corners of the globe, as it were. From but you know from from North America, we've got good roots into into the US. We've got a, a long, faraway net across into the Middle East and Asia, where we, we've been doing business uh, for a long time. Uh, and similarly, we've got uh, a lot of European. Uh, Content and particularly Swiss institutions representing our own. So we bring together a lot of different audiences, a lot of different stakeholders and a lot of different expertise, particularly in that private wealth space. Um, and I think that it's just, it, it's, um, it's something we, we ought to do. It's something where, again, it's about making that contribution. Ultimately, we'd originally, you know, not ultimately, but we'd originally um, decided on, um, having a physical event and this is obviously we're transposing what was a physical event into an online event uh, for sustainable finance week you know and it was obviously we've condensed it down it's it's a microcosm of what it was going to be and the the original rationale for that was to provide a forum where this particular angle of the of of the uh, the green sustainable finance space could be the focus and we thought that the our our ability to bring together and to focus on that private wealth, private capital, and exploiting that for the benefit of, you know, of mankind but it's something we could do. And again, I come back to it, it's, it's about making a contribution and doing some good for society. You've got some leading international
0: speakers uh, lined up for the event.
1: Is there anybody you'd particularly like to, to pick out? Well, yeah, I, I, I'll be totally frank. I am absolutely made up with the... Uh, with the calibre of speakers that we've be we we've able to bring together, um, I mean we're starting off with you know we're kicking off with talking about financing sustainability in the, in a post C nineteen area. We've got Dr. Bell Colicott from um, Oxford Sustainable Finance Pro- Programs, you know, uh, who is a strategic advisor to the UK Green Finance Institute, uh, joined with Angelica Bardalai, chief economist of City UK, and we'll be kicking off looking at. Yeah, you know, what are some of those big ticket issues? You know, from a from the macro perspective, you know, from the you know, I think as uh, Stern uh, had said that the, you know, C nineteen had been a you know an epoch changing event, but climate change as is an issue had not gone away. So I'm looking very much to be able to kick some of those real big ticket issues uh, with Ben and Angel Luca to to kick off the week. And you know, and we're talking about in that private capital world, we've we've got two sort of roundtable webinars for the week where we effectively we were you know the conversation on wednesday is looking at how family office the role that we've just been talking about can be financing c uh, sustainable finance in the c 19 area and we've got our, our local uh, investor john moore who is has been a committed investor in this area for the past 15 20 years he's joined by Tane Kwan, head of wealth management programs at uh, The um, Zurich uh, Sustainable Finance and Private Wealth Institute, and David Bain, founder and editor of Family Capital. So that's going to be a, a massively interesting conversation too. And then, sort of on, on the final day, we've we've got a real, uh, you know, absolute peach of a panel um, with Richard Barrett, chief sustainable Leadership of Earth Capital, who's a fellow for the Cambridge Institute of Sustainable Leadership. You know, and we've you know, we've been uh, you know working together for for a long time now, and he is absolutely on the button with uh, his various views on how private equity. Can help, um, you know, in, invest in sustainable finance and join with Gurpreet Ger- Manku, the deputy director general and director of policy at BBCA. You know, again, you know, a real heavy hitter to this conversation, and another heavy hitter to with Divya Susharmi, who's managing partner of Greensphere Capital, who's um, uh, working with the government on their zero carbon, uh, zero carbon program. So those are three pretty, you know, pretty, pretty special. Uh, webinars that we'll be putting on there, a, a, a you know a, a bring together leaders in the sustainable finance uh, and and private often private equity world, you know, and these are experts from not just you know these, this is we we have our local local home team sort of representation there, but we've also got you know, international experts uh, and particularly brought from the UK, and in that international uh, sort of sphere really pleased to be saying that we've got you know, uh, allied on those three webinars we've led on top with a series of three podcasts where i'll be speaking about the international dimension of all of this um, kicking off with Stephen nolan who is the md of the united nations fc4s network that we're you know proud to be part of if you just see they've recently published a report talking about the frameworks for sustainability in the post c19 era and then sabine sabine derbili who joins us from the Swiss Sustainable Finance Institute, she's CEO, and she is, you know, she has been at the forefront of the cutting edge of this movement for, uh, you know, uh, longer than we have, and so we've got really amazing insights uh, from the continent, and from, from the Swiss, and from the real, the private money world. And then Ben Macri, who's the strategic advisor to the Hong Kong Green Finance Institute Chair, is a founder of the Hong Kong Green Finance Inst- uh, Association, I should say, uh, and, and strategic advisor, Ashley Older, um, and bringing us the view from you know uh, from from Asia, he's based out there in, in Hong Kong. And again, so so we've got a real um, top tier of uh, participants, both in the webinars. we will talked about family office uh, money, uh, you know, private equity, and private capital, and the and the macro impacts of, of C nineteen on sustainable finance and private wealth financing thereof. And then the international aspect from you know from, from the global int- uh, perspective. The you know the the European perspective, the CONCO European perspective, and then the view from Asia.
0: So who do you hope will be tuning in to, uh, to the webinars? Well,
1: I, I'd hope we'd you know th- it would be of interest to you know p- practitioners uh, and participants, but also you know those people of you know slight you know slight and general interest of um, professional professional services persons who are interested in making the world a better place. You know who are interested in um, you know how. Uh, we can adopt to a changed environment, um, you know, after after the epoch sort of uh, events of of the last few months. But specifically, it's going to be, you know, private wealth practitioners, lawyers, advisors, investment managers, um, sustainability experts, ESG investors, ESG managers, ESP directors, across the piece, both in banks, uh, fiduciaries, uh, um, uh, family offices, um, uh, legal firms uh you know and investment advisors so there's a quite a small scaboard across the piece in terms of that private wealth advisory community that sustainable and finance advisory community uh, and also that you know the mixture of the two in in the, in the banking and investment management community too but you know, general experts in the in the green sustainable finance space and hopefully' of interest to in some policy too okay andy thank you very much
0: uh, thanks for those insights about uh, S- sustainable finance Week. And I'd just like to thank you, the listeners, for joining us today. Uh, Please do tune in again to Guernsey Sustainable Finance Week from 9th to 11th of June, when we'll be hosting a daily webinar and a podcast. Uh, I think, as Andy said there, it's for everybody who's interested in making the world a better place, so who wouldn't want to tune in? For more information on Sustainable Finance Week, head to weareguernsey.com or guernseygreenfinance.org or follow us on Twitter or LinkedIn at weareguernsey. But for now... Goodbye from Benzik.